Uh, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being just as on it as you can possibly be. How on it is your best friend when you ask for that? She is ready. Ready. <laughs> ready. She's like, oh, this can happen. This can happen. This can happen. This, 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 and this, and this. Did you think about this? And then what about this? What about in two years when this happened? And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. You better be ready for your for the, for an answer when you ask a six something like that because they've got they are they have been there. They have they are there and they have that list and they are ready and they'll probably tell you a whole lot more than what you were prepared for. I'm Kim. And I'm Camille, and this is Enneagram for the Culture, where two dope Black therapists discuss how therapy, Blackness, and the Enneagram come together. Here we are. Yes. Yes. Doing it. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, good, good. I'm good. I'm good. I am amped. I'm excited. I'm going to try my best to not make this episode a love letter to my husband. <laughs> right. But I'm excited talking, to talk about this. Yes. We're talking about sixes mm-hmm. and your husband is a six. Mm-hmm. Through and through. So lots and lots of context. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> um, let's just, let's, so let's talk about how the Enneagram has shown up for us this week. I can go. Yeah, go ahead. How has it shown up for you this week? Camille, so you remember we were talking about um, a few episodes ago all the things that we have like kind of gotten into and taken on in the midst of the pandemics. Yes. And from what happened? Yes. Mm-hmm. You had your plants. Yep. Yep. And so we're coming up on a year. I got all my, I got all my babies, my birthday. Mm-hmm. And so my birthday is next month, mm-hmm. but we got two that didn't make it. Oh no. Two fallen soldiers. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yes. What were their names? Majesty. Uh huh. And Simba. And Simba. Why was it named Simba? What do you mean why? What 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 what, what, what kind of question is that? What do you mean why? What do you mean why is his name Simba? <laughs> like, did he have like some sort of like lion s trait? Oh yeah. Well, they are. Um, they're what are they corn corn they're a type of palm so they are they're um, kind of they look kind of prickly but tall and kind of you know royal mm-hmm. kind of look like that they're crowns I love the Lion King yeah so there was a Simba and a Nala oh, um so Simba Nala's thriving and we talked about this one too you know males but Majesty is a girl anyway they're they're gone and and I kind of struggled with that and realize it's kind of tied to maybe some you know failure stuff Hmm. but I think that you know I think that plants they can have a mind of their own and we don't know their mind and I think that you all that matters is do you feel like you took good care of them regardless of the outcome do you feel like you did a good job of caring for them? Spineless yucca or yucca. Is it yucca or yucca? 
Y-U-C-C-A. That's, okay. that's what Nala and some, some. I feel like I, so yes, I mean, I invested $29.95 per month in this freaking app to tell mm-hmm. me, like I got pictures, I do progress updates, mm-hmm. tells mm-hmm. me when to water, mm-hmm. um, if there's any type of problem, I can tap into the doctor feature and ask questions. Like, I guess I was invested. I got all of the, I was, I tried, I did, I did, I did. So then that's, that's what, you should focus on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of that. Enneagram is showing up for you this week. This right yeah. yeah. Because you still tried your best <laughs> and you loved on them and the outcome wasn't what you thought, but that's not going to define your worth and success as a plant parent. It's just not. Thank you. My very, very, very amazing, optimistic friend. And sister, thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. But I am sorry about your plant losses, and <clears throat> and it's a journey. So I hope you had a good time with them. I mm-hmm. hope that you, they brought you they joy in they life do. while they, they were do. alive. They do. I'm sorry. Thanks. Did you throw them away? Like, mm-hmm. how do you get? That's sad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't. Hmm. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to do that, and. I don't think I could. Mm-hmm. I think I'd have yeah. to take it to a plant shop for them to do it. I can't. That's nice. Yeah. I, I think, uh, again, more three shit. I wanted to, by the time I realized it was, because it took me a while to accept, you know, I was trying to figure out, you know, how to do it, fix it, bring it up. Did all the things, repotted, new soil, everything, tried to. Um, but when I accepted that it was done, like it needed to move on from, you know, kind of as quickly as I could, because I don't like to. So you, you just kind of quickly and coldly threw them out. Okay. I don't know. I, so, I mean, what made it cold? Quick, perhaps, but why cold? Cause I didn't take them to the plant shop. Did you Come say, goodbye? did you say goodbye? Did you have like a thank you next moment or? I feel, I'm feeling, I feel like judged. I feel like judged. I'm, being I'm feeling judged. People are <laughs> judging me. <laughs> I'm being no, curious. I didn't do, I didn't do any of those things. I didn't do any, I tried to save them. And then when I, after mentally, I realized, no, they're gone. Majesty is gone. There's no bringing her back. Simba is gone. There's no bringing him back. I took them out back and I put them in the trash can. And I put the soil on the ground. Maybe that was the your talent. You're shaming me for not creating. I maybe that was a- am so surprisingly very sad about this story, and I don't like that I didn't know I was going to be this sad about it. And I'm thinking about my plant babies, and if I had to say goodbye to them, and I'm so sad and so i'm so sorry yeah. thanks for- yeah it sucked it took a while to, it, took, it took a while to accept it really did well, my mom asked you know when she came to relish in the season she asked about him and i told her and i think i shared you know how she was kind of like well snarky when i first started on this plant journey because she kills everything that she tries to keep alive besides me um as far as plants goes. So, um, so she was, yeah, and she was, she was compassionate. She's like, well, we can get you some more for your birthday. Again. It was nice. 
That was kind of her. Yeah, it was. I'm not, I'm not sure from there yet. Okay. Okay. We still have um, five others that are thriving, doing great. So that okay. also helps. Now, granted, you know, most of them are snake plants and, you know. <laughs> Now you're judging. I can't. <laughs> Don't okay, judge the plan. Don't leave them alone. No, I, I'm not. I, love, I mean, they're they're great. One, I mean, yeah, they just don't really. Okay, let's get into the sixes. Yeah, instead of being being harsh, you started. You started it. You was harsh because okay, you. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Let all go. Right, plants are too sensitive for us. Um, <laughs> plants are off topic, <laughs> off limits topic for us. It's a hard conversation. (laughs) I thought about not bringing this to the show, but here we are. Vulnerability, (laughs) transparency. Well, so, yeah, so we're we're still in our head triad. We are moving on to the sixes and Kim. Yeah. Start us off. Okay. So, yeah. So, and so remember, we talked about the types that are in the center of the respective triads, how they... They are a little more nuanced. Um, so six is not only, you know, still in the, in the, in the head triad, but at the center of the head triad. Um, so sometimes um, the center of intelligence, it can, it can look kind of repressed. So sixes are some of the most reliable, hardworking, dutiful, and steady people out there. Um, they can be plagued with a, a internal fear. So we touched on fear for the types in the head triad um, and uncertainty, kind of a just a, a lack of trusting. Um, and that can show up in the form of what we'll touch on a little bit later, an inner committee, um, anything and everything. Sixes can kind of have a tendency to go through an internal process or a mental process where there are lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of questions about the thing. And that's in an effort to plan and prepare um, for really all of the potential worst case scenarios in any given situation, which again makes them really some of the best people to have around, especially in the event of um, a crisis. So these types can tend to be excellent in some of those professions, Um, you know, emergency and crisis response because um, they are pretty, they've, they've, in most cases kind of run through all of those scenarios already in their head. And so um, they know how to respond in the moment. Um, I'll talk about their arrows. So for. Well, a big thing, sorry to cut you off. You, the, we have to, with sixes, they're very interesting because there's the two layers to the six, right? So the counterphobic and the phobic. Um, did we want to no. come on? Sorry. I guess so. I mean, apparently you do. So, <laughs> um, no, that's cool. That's cool. It's so counterphobic and phobic. Yeah, I mean, that is interesting because this doesn't, we, we, we brought up the phobic, um, we brought up the counter types um, when we talked about subtypes when we refer to some of the other types. Um, but for sixes, this is, this is the only type of all nine types where you can kind of see. Um, two very um, almost like distinct different ways of essentially responding to fear that can look like different people. So um, 
again, sixes really grapple with fear. And um, so you have the phobic type who kind of, you can see that, you know, there's more of a cowering that happens in response to fear. And then you have the counterphobic type, which is the counter type for type six. That's the um, one-to-one or sexual instinct where um, that their response to fear for the response to fear for these folks is it doesn't look like they're afraid. They actually get big and kind of take fear head on, um, seemingly not afraid, but definitely afraid. It just doesn't look that way. And so it's almost like the, um, the counterphobic six is almost like afraid of fear itself. Um, Mm -hmm. And so they, yeah, counterphobics can almost look like present like an eight, um, that really strong, big power over, um, fear sort of a mentality, um, which is very different than the way that a phobic six looks. So Mm -hmm. sixes have um, that uniqueness that there's this two sort of sides of being a six. Yep. Yep. And really important point to mention early on, because Mm -hmm. it can for sure impact um, typing. Like you have a lot of Mm -hmm. folks who end up mistyping because of this. Mm -hmm. And I would say that most of the time, Enneagram literature around sixes probably focuses more on the phobic six. Um, it's, it's what you're going to hear more of if you're just looking at an Instagram account mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, and so because counterphobics can look so different, they can almost get a little bit forgotten um, in like when we're talking about sixes, just because um, the main thing that people talk about is the phobic six. So mm-hmm. we'll try and um, really make sure to weave the counterphobic in there because it's important um, to kind of, cause and it's important. It does look different. Um, so that's important for us. Also, I think we said, I don't know if you said this, their, their core motivation for sixes is to be secure. Um, and so they're always working to have security, um, in their lives and in their relationships. And so that's what they're moving. That's what they're striving to do. <clears throat> yes, fears. Um, sixes actually have a fear of, so like I said already, fear fear itself, um, but not not being supported, um, mm-hmm. not having guidance, not having security, um, actually being physically abandoned mm-hmm. is a, a core fear for many sixes. Um, being feeling like they're being targeted, or because that could lead to um, being left alone, or feeling like they're being blamed because mm-hmm. that could lead to being left. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, security is very, very, very important to sixes. Mm-hmm. So arrows, um, sixes can take on. They can move toward three and nine types, three and nine. So. Um, Some of the unhealthy characteristics of type three that six can take on include being um, well arrogantly believing that they alone can see all possible scenarios, keeping busy to avoid feeling anxious, refusing to try something new if failure is a possibility, worry about their self-image and what others might be thinking of them designing their behavior to gain security and alliances with others, 
and using charm and a likable persona to establish support and loyalties with others. Mm -hmm. Six can move toward the uh, healthy side of type nine and that they take the time to relax and enjoy moments, enabling their mind to slow down, empathize with others and extend compassion to them develop secure relationships as they become more calm and stable and less reactive, become more open and receptive to others, becoming emotionally peaceful and self-possessed, increase independence by trusting their inner guidance, and reassure and support others instead of seeking security for themselves. Mm-hmm. And so with sixes, when we look at the wings, um, they're between the five and the seven. And so the ways that they can use their wings as um, areas of growth or things to lean into um, is by leaning into the five side, they can become less emotional about an issue and it can almost create a sense of calming for them. Um, and lower their anxiety level because they're able to sort of look at the problem for a more from from a more data driven analytical way. Um, they are able when they lean into the five side to almost kind of do like a reality check of what they're afraid of um, to kind of be able to pause and put logic onto what's happening um, in their thoughts around the fear. And they can become um, a master at something when they lean into their five side, um, by becoming an expert, um, at whatever interests they have, um, and then feeling that security in that way. Mm -hmm. And then when they lean into their seven wing, um, that's where they can, um, start to explore and, and venture out and, um, have adventures, be more spontaneous, um, can kind of be more lighthearted. Um, and they can, move into action a little bit quicker when they lean into their seven wing, um, as opposed to kind of being, um, as paralyzed with all of the, um, what ifs and the thoughts and the, again, analysis paralysis that sometimes can come with being a six with thinking through all the different options. Um, and they can also have more confidence in that seven wing, um, and being able to just kind of go with it, just do it, um, jump in, um, let's see where this takes us sort of an attitude. Um, and that can kind of help balance them to kind of get out of that headspace um, by just going and doing. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So on a little bit of a lighter note, um, right? Some of the funnier kind of characteristics and anecdotes about type six. Um, so six is, six is going back to that, um, longing for security and just kind of pattern of thinking sixes do a lot of questioning internally. And so the way that can show up in relationships, um, sometimes it can be funny. It was a, it was a, I remember the point where I realized with my husband that sometimes he was asking me questions that I did not need to answer. And I remember that exchange with him. I was like, you don't actually want me to answer all these questions, do you? And he was like, no, it was such a relief for me being a three and wanting to like, you know, make sure I'm being valuable and, um, you know, meeting the need or whatever. Um, but it was stressful because that's how he can kind of 
process and even connect or even relay information is by questions. So um, again, it's, it can be it can be a fun experience um, with sixes when it comes to this trait. Um, and again, it's a reflection of kind of their inner world um, with anything that comes up. Sixes really run it through cells of questioning um um and oftentimes those questions are well what if this or what about that or what about this well how about this um again it's, it's to be prepared it's to try to be prepared so um so yeah that's fun <laughs> it is fun um yeah i could co-sign that one of my very best friends is a six um and so those what ifs um and sometimes the what ifs um because again, they've thought it all through. Some of those what ifs are are very um, detailed um, and random. I wouldn't have never thought about that. Um, and so it'll be a what if this very, very thing that is like something that probably happens like 1% of the time happens. And I'm like, what? That's such a good point. Yeah. It, yeah. it might be the yeah. thing that you is the furthest um idea, but they, they're, they're really actually wondering that, um, because they've gone down that rabbit hole to that place. Um, so that, so it can be a lot of what ifs, a lot of questions. You're absolutely right on. I think though, that lends itself to, they are very good in crisis. Like we talked about, Mm, um, sixes, um, yep. All of my six clients, um, the first week of getting, going into the pandemic and being a therapist, um, and switching to virtual, I was so worried about my sixes. I was like, oh my God, they're going to be so worried. Nope. Kim, my sixes were calm. They were collected. (laughs) Oh, right. Right. They were like, oh yeah, I have been ready for this. I have every supply I could possibly need. I am safe in my room. I am safe in my house. I will not go anywhere because they told me not to go anywhere. This is great. Um, And so a lot of my six clients were happy as clams um, because they were safe and they were prepared. And they, a couple of them even said like, I knew something like this would happen one day. Like they knew that there could be a a potential for a pandemic. Um, They have already thought about what does happen if our, if we go into a pandemic. Um, And so they were ready. Um, I think about my very best friend. She's a therapist as well. And she's really great at crisis planning with her clients. Um, Really great at um, doing any sort of like suicide prevention work Mm. um, and being really great at, okay, well, what about this? What about that? What about this? What about this option? What about if you were these people? Like she can really have a very thorough crisis plan for her clients um, because that is how her mind works. Um, So yeah. So (laughs) again, I thought that was so funny that first, that first week of the pandemic, they were happy. Um, happy. I had another client that was like, Oh, I always worry about germs. So now you want me to stay home and, and not get in contact with germs. She's like, thank you. Finally. I'm so happy that we are finally doing this because I've always been concerned about all of the germs that we interact with, um, because they've thought it through. So very good at, very, very good at crisis. Um, very able to withstand crisis for sure. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. But with that, all the what ifs and all the questions and the crisis, something that 
we one time heard in a training was that sometimes though, if um, you look at all the things that sixes are worried about, that they worry that probably about 98% of the stuff that they worry about doesn't actually happen. Um, and mm. that it's really ends up just being kind of 2% of the things that, that they worry about that actually happens. And that kind of, again, goes to, you know, you'll sometimes hear a six ask you a question that you never thought of um, that being the case again, because 98% of what they're worried about um, probably isn't going to happen, but they're going to be prepared for it though. That's, that's for sure. For sure. Preparation is uh, the MO. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. with, and I guess the why of that, right. Is because they're wanting to be secure. So we want to be secure and, um, we haven't, I don't think we've talked about this yet. Trust, right. They have an interesting relationship with trust. Um, and so, and that looks different for the counterphobic and the phobic, but with trust, because they don't know what's going to happen, if I can handle it, um, will I be safe? So therefore I need to prepare, um, and I need to be ready, um, for whatever kind of comes mm-hmm. my way, but a little bit that's mm-hmm. based in a, in a lack of trust, mm-hmm. um, whether it's within themselves or with people or systems, um, not, not quite sure who to trust. misconceptions. Yeah. So when we think about caricatures on the Enneagram and things that kind of get generalized, um, anxiety is a really big word that we'll use with sixes or people will use with sixes is that they are the anxious ones. Um, They're the ones that struggle with anxiety. Um, And I would say that the misconception here is that one, they're not the only ones on the Enneagram that struggle with anxiety. Um, And two, I don't think all sixes have a problem with anxiety. Um, Mm. I think, Mm -hmm. so I think just being careful with, especially us as mental health professionals, like just being careful to put, you know, diagnoses on different, um, numbers. And I think a lot of times people just throw anxiety onto six, um, on the number six, and that's not all the way true. Yes, they are thinking a lot. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are asking a lot of what ifs, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean um, that they are just anxious people. Um, They can be, but they're not all anxious and they're not all the time anxious. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And, and so they're, yeah, so they're not all, um, they're not all, they're not all scaredy cats, which can kind of be, I don't know what you were saying earlier, Camille, about um, what you may see a lot of as far as the representation of sixes. Um, again, going back to the fact that many sixes are actually that um, counterphobic type. So their relationship with fear can look like they're not afraid at all. Mm-hmm. Um some of those like famous examples of people who are counterphobic sixes include Evil Knievel, maybe dipping ourselves a little bit. But anybody who knows who Evil Knievel is, he was this guy who just did all these like really, really crazy stunts and tricks, like seemed totally fearless, but he was not. And so, um, so that's a misconception. You know, that fear doesn't always look like a um, withdrawing or being afraid to do for a lot of sixes. It can look like you know, being all about doing just to show, um, you know, kind of how much you are not afraid, even though um, they actually are. Yes. I think that when 
one of my favorite things I learned about um, the Enneagram six, and then I actually use this a lot with all my clients, um, is this definition of courage. Um, and courage mm. means that we do something even though we're scared or we do something when we're scared. Um, I don't need, I don't need to be courageous to brush my teeth because I'm not scared about it. Um, I'm going to be courageous if I have to have a hard conversation or I'm going to be courageous during a pandemic. I'm going to be courageous, all these things, because I'm doing something while I'm scared. And so with that definition, if we think about sixes, um, they are very courageous. And so it, it almost, again, I, I get kind yeah. of heated about this when we think of sixes being just these anxious little yeah. scary cats. I'm like, no, they're one of the bravest and most mm-hmm. courageous numbers on the Enneagram because they're out here doing the things that they have thought about and they're out here, um, living and, and being humans in this really hard world. And they've thought about all the ways that it can go sour and can have go go wrong. And they're still doing it anyway. Um, and so that's them really exerting courage every, every single day. Um, I love, um, really reframing that for my six clients and then, Mm -hmm. um, reframing that for everybody, right. That, Mm -hmm. um, to be courageous means we do it, we do it anyway. Um, and, and they do that all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's, a um, that's the virtue. Mm-hmm. For sixes, maybe we can cover that next season. Yeah. Um, the virtues for all the types, but um, yeah, like the in their the kind of higher their higher um emotional selves. That's what sixes bring for all of us is 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 that courage. It's there. It's it's kind of you know it's it's built in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, how does race intersect with our six friends, what, um, what are the unique, um, things that, that our, our black sixes and our people of color sixes have to work with? Mm-hmm. The first one is we talked about, um, you know, when we're talking about all these, what ifs and these, um, scenarios, and we started to, we introduced the idea of the inner committee that, um, sixes have. Um, and so when they're making a decision, they're, they're thinking through, um, an inner committee means just like, all in their head, all the different like kind of ideas and voices, but then also their people. So they might run through a lot of situations with their, their family, their friends, their mentors, like they're going to kind of get um, a lot of opinions on something when they're making a decision. Um, Because again, that, that trust piece is something that they have to work on. And so they sometimes will trust others um, and trust what everybody else says instead of themselves. And so when we're thinking about the black experience, um, and having to make decisions and having to think through, um, what to do and what job to take and how to show up and, um, how to interact with this person. And should I say something or should I not say something? All the questions that we all, um, are kind of asking just as people. And then as, as black people, um, adding that into a six brain that when they're already doing that, that can just lead to a lot of exhaustion. Um, just a lot of exhaustion of having to make so many decisions of what, and, and figuring out what is the right decision, what's the right thing to do. Um, what's the safest and most secure thing to do that can just get really, um, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, another something else that come comes up is, so sixes tend to, like we said, they are, um, very loyal people. And so a part of that looks like sixes really be having this commitment and, um, 
I don't know, maybe sometimes over identifying, but mm-hmm. like really heavily identifying with underdog causes. And I think that's in part because at times sixes can kind of feel that way themselves. Um, but they really, they can really relate to and connect with um, people, um, efforts, um, Schools, organizations, et cetera. Cows, yeah. 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 That are, you know, for, lack of better terminology, you know, are not in, not really positioned to win or succeed. And so, you know, when you talk about being people of color who kind of come into this world with so many things already just stacked against us um, in in many ways, systemically and historically um, being faced with so much oppression um, you see this intersection for with this personality type, um, and being a person of color who has perhaps experienced some of that or witnessed some of that or very in touch with connected to some of those experiences for us. Um, just how that can how that can show up. Um, so sixes can really root for, um, cheer for, encourage sixes are great at like cheering us on and rooting us on and encouraging us. Um, Especially, you know, when you have that six wing seven, that kind of that combination. So, um, and so we, and so we can, we need that, you know, we need to, we need that. We need to know that um, we'll have that person or people kind of in our corner um, rooting for us, seeing us, cheering for us, really wanting um, us to succeed and win and rise to the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, so a part of our hope is to really connect with you guys. So we want to know what you're getting from this and what you want to learn more about on this podcast. You can connect with Camille on Instagram at camille.logan.lcmhc. And you can find Kim on Instagram at lcsw. And you can follow us both on Instagram at Enneagram for the Culture. We've dropped the links in the show notes, so check those out too. And while you're there, go ahead and bless us with a rating and a review. Subscribe so you can be notified when our new episodes drop weekly. And share this with someone you know. We'll see you around. We've talked about this a lot just in our personal conversations, um, that idea of um, double consciousness, right? I think we've mm-hmm. talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, that uniqueness that as black people, where we, um, let me make sure I got it right and to define it right. We are thinking about how we act and then how it looks, how, how, how it looks to the white, a white person's, um, eyes. Um, and so that double consciousness that whenever we are, uh, moving through this world, we're thinking of both things, um, and, that is unique to us. And when I think about sixes who, again, are already thinking a lot about a lot of stuff um, and what do, how am I moving and how is this going to affect me and affect others? And then I put that in the lens and add in the double consciousness of, the, okay, and then mm-hmm. how does this look to white people? And how does this, what does this feel like? Um, there's again, another layer of all of the like layers of thinking that is happening for a black six of, um, of, of just all of that. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot when you're not a six. I mean, I find 
I find that double consciousness extremely exhausting. Um, and sometimes I don't even realize that I, that I do it. Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, and it's been, it's been something that I've seen, have started to watch and name when I see other people do it. Um, because then I'm like, oh, they're doing that thing that I do. Like, um, they just said this mm-hmm. thing. Um, and it's so interesting how it's just like, kind of just the way we move through the world mm-hmm. is, is thinking about both of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? So again, going back to the, the counter type for sixes, that counterphobic six and how that this type can relate to rules and authority. Um, and I think this, I mean, sometimes this can be the case for even types that are, uh, even sixes that are phobic. Um, I think it's much more prevalent with the counterphobic six, but just going back to this whole notion of trust, right? And I think that um, going back to sixes being in the center and being um, repressed in this instinct, this um, um thought, thinking instinct. That's how it can show up. Camille, I think you said something earlier. It's like um, sixes can tend to like not trust so much what they believe and prioritize what other people believe. And that's that's how I see that showing up at times. It's like you do know, but you kind of tell yourself that you don't know and tell yourself that what they know is better or right. And so you end up not trusting mm-hmm. what you do know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can bite bite sixes in the butt sometimes. Um, but, but again, this whole thing with, with trust, um, it can make for an interesting relationship with rules and authority figures. Um, and so back to some of the conversations, I think we were talking about when we were covering the eight type eight, um, just what that can mean, you know, to have that relationship or perspective on rules and authority figures and being a person of color. Mm-hmm. Um, just what, just the, all the potential, just the impact. And again, going back to the double consciousness and all the mm-hmm. things to think about and being aware of. And, um, but again, unfortunately, and it's just so scary today that we're talking about this meaning of life at times, life and death, mm-hmm. which just gets into more of, um, what is very traumatic for, uh, for a lot of us who are, who are black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that I, and maybe, maybe I relate so much to this because I have, you know, I'm a seven and so I'm right next to the sixes, mm-hmm. but, um, I think about, you know, when I'm choosing, um, training programs for what mm-hmm. I'm, what I'm trying to learn when I'm, um, choosing my friends, my church, my things I do. And I, I think most black people do this, but maybe again, I'm in the head trad where I'm, I'm also thinking about like, can I trust these people? Like, can I trust mm-hmm. them? Am I safe here? Um, I, yeah, that's, that's all black people. Um, am I, am I safe? For here? Sure. Um, and am I safe in this neighborhood? Am I safe in this town where I'm driving? Am I safe at this gas station? Like, am I safe? And, um, and so then again, if that's just a natural way of being in this country, um, if then again, I'm a six who that's my personality to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's, it's kind of layered on twice. Um, mm-hmm. am I mm-hmm. safe here? Mm-hmm. Um, do and you I have all of these people? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no. Yeah. And you have all of these systems and rules and authority figures mm-hmm. who are put in place and we're supposed to believe and trust that mm-hmm. it's there to keep us safe. But mm-hmm. what we're experiencing is not the case. So, um, again, you can sense the, uh, an idea 
of the yeah. impact. Or and and yeah, we, we talk about like, you know, context, right? The pandemic, like we, you know, hesitation with vaccines. We have, you know, yeah. we have then, you know, hesitations with mental health. We have hesitations yep. with doctors because of what has been experienced. Um, and so there's always that question of, is this safe? Am I, um, is this, you know, am I going to get hurt? Because there's a legit history of it being bad and unsafe. Um, and then having to face that with always the questioning that happens in a six's mind. Mm-hmm. Speak specifically um, to the counterphobic part of that with the rules and authority. Um, what does that, so then is it like a powering over the rules and authority or is it, I don't need these rules. I don't like. Oh, <laughs> it could be all of the above, but yeah, just what, what I really can speak to is just like the suspicion. Hmm. Um, like we said, sixes are known as the loyal skeptics. So just kind of like not really trusting, um, sixes really, especially like authority figures, like you really, sixes need, you really need to prove to sixes that you know enough to be in that position or are responsible enough, deserving enough to be in that position in order for um for sixes to trust. Again, especially counterphobic sixes. They're gonna kind of come into it like, you know, I got it and I know everything. And if you're gonna tell me what the rules are, then you know, I'll run that against, you know, my own values. And if that works for me and I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but beneath all of that, very much a desire to come in, fit in, um, be a part of the team, be a part of the mission, be a part of the cause. Like that's what's really happening beneath the surface. Again, context, you might not see that with a counterphobic six versus a phobic six. Wow. Yeah. That's not appear that way. Really interesting. And then, you know, sadly, right, when we think about, again, worst case scenarios, all these what ifs. And I said this earlier that like, yeah, like a six is going to come at you with like the farthest idea of what if this thing happens. I'm trying to think of an example of that. Um, I hope she will laugh if she hears this. My best friend one time, um, she was wondering what if there was a there was a boy um, what if this person poisons me in with their like with the food that they give me. Right. I do not think about that. That's not something that crosses my mind. That is a very far stretch of that possibly happening. But she has thought about it and she wants to know if this person poisons her by leaving her, uh, giving her a treat. Um, So then we put that into the Black experience. Um, If I'm thinking of the furthest possible idea of a situation, which is what a six does, um, and then I'm Black, um, I am going to think about what if I go to this gas station and X, Y, and Z happens? Or what if I do take the vaccine and I turn into something, you know, like, I, like they really are going to think of that tiny percent chance thing happening. They're going to think about it. Um, and that's a lot to walk through. And I think about you know, so many, we, you know, you hear this all the time, black moms um, thinking about their kids and their, their black sons, you know, going on a walk yep. or wearing a hoodie yep. or yep. what if this thing happens? Um, and that's just a normal thing that, that black people think about. And then for it to be, for you to be a six and that to be a very, almost like a, a very real question 
um, Mm -hmm. of no, what if my son is walking um, down the street and Mm -hmm. this thing happens? Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a, that's a lot to have to carry and to work through. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so many thoughts. We could say so much more. I could say so much more. We, we, we got to keep going though, because we have more stuff to talk about. Um, <laughs> I'm curious. I'm curious. I have so much more. The, so yeah. And so the so the going back to what you asked about. So like the speaking to the counter, how that looks for a black six was counterphobic. Um, you know, it can almost. I'm thinking about my husband. It can look like a a very um, bold expression of, um, um, yeah, like kind of, uh, uh, like revolutionary thinking, mm. like rising up, um, mm. against, again, I think still beneath that though, of fear, but just the way it shows up, is like, um, it's just very, it just looks very not afraid. So if I was a counterphobic, six, I might say, I am going to go into the gas station and I am going to like that. Yes. Okay. Not just that, but with like, so my husband, he is, he's, he's like six, three, maybe six, four, very, very into working out, which is also kind of a common thing I read about with, for with counterphobic sixes. They can be very um, big on um, physical activity, um, very in touch with their bodies. What well, part of that is a sense of preparation, right? Mm-hmm. So if something happens, their body is ready to take it on. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, he's this, he's this tall, fairly large black man, big, full beard, muscles, tattoos, Black Lives Matter tattooed on his hand. He might have an Africa medallion around his neck. I mean, he's very like, yeah, I'm going to come in the, in the gas station and y'all going to know how Black and big and ready I am in here. But it could be a very scary. You're talking about some of these insights you've gotten from your friend. I mean, my husband loves sports. He loves a lot of different things. And the questions I get about like hypothetical scenarios, like just in the form of sports. Hey, what do you think would happen if this person was on the team with this person, this person, and this person with this coach? I'm like, I have no time to even process a response to that. Like who sits around and just thinks, I don't know. I need like two days. Like I'll get back to you. I don't know. Um, but it, like you're saying, you know, you kind of pair that that ability and capacity and habitual pattern of thinking with some of these worries and things we're up against as Black people. Um, and then again, in those situations where that response looks like you're not going to, you, you know, you're not going to know I'm afraid. Um, I don't, I'm not even going to accept that I'm afraid. In fact, I'm going to show how unafraid I am, how all of that can kind of come together. And it can be a lot. Yeah, that is, I think that what you're saying, probably I hope for so many people, they feel so seen because again, that is such an interesting thing about the, con- like that. I think the counterphobic six part of the Enneagram is so, so interesting mm-hmm. and not talked about enough. Um, and, and then adding that into race, like I'm, mm-hmm. that is a big deal. Um, that, yeah, I'm going to really puff up and I'm going to show you that I'm not afraid, but I am, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's big. And I just, I, I've like chills. I just, I just have chills of, of what, um, 
of, of that. And I have chills thinking about just the worries <laughs> that we face as black people and, and the amount of worry, um, yeah. that, that is really prevalent, um, in our world and how much we do think about safety, um, and trust. And am I going to be hurt here? Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wanting security, right? Like, and, and, and all of us, I mean, that's a human nature thing. We all Absolutely. want security. Absolutely. Um, and then yeah, Absolutely. sixes, that's their biggest drive is security, yeah. stability. Um, and so wanting that even more and wanting to do whatever they can to create that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so with that, you know, they bring that. So it's mm-hmm. one of the positive traits we can um, look to and be grateful for in our sixes is that they do, they bring that to our experience mm-hmm. because it's such a priority for them. And it's so important to them inevitably, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they end up bringing that and providing that a sense of security. Sixes are going to be there. Sixes are going to be committed no matter how hard and rough and treacherous mm-hmm. it gets, uh, no matter how scared they may be, you know, um, sixes can be committed to the cause and you can really, yes. really count on them. They're so hardworking. And so they can bring that to our yes. experience. Yeah. When I, I mean, the loyalty piece of that committed to the cause, um, the sixes in my life, yeah, they rock hard for the things that they rock hard for. Um, mm-hmm. and so they, you know, sports teams, mm-hmm. um, groups of people, they, they keep their friends. They, they have friends from high school. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, they have a, it's, it's like a crew. It's like a, you know, it's like, this is my gang that I've kept and they're, we're close. Um, and so when I think about bringing that to the black experience, yeah, like they're, they're loyal and they're in, um, and they're, they're just in they're they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think mm-hmm. something with that loyalty, I think of also faith, um, in terms of not, I mean, faith, yes, higher power faith, but also faith, just like the faithfulness of a six again, yeah. because they, they have to, they're, they're going to show up and, and they, um, th- again, like they're there. So there's a, there's a sense of faithfulness with them, um, that I think is really cool. And that's something that, again, bringing that to the black experience, like we need that, that like, we're going to be able to see this through, we're going to be able to do it. Um, we just have to, we might think it through and we're going to have to figure it out, but we're going to be able to do it. And I think that that's really cool. I really like, um, you know, having a best friend that's a six and I'm again, a seven who, you know, is in my head. Um, but I'll, (laughs) something looks fun. I'm going to go do it. Um, and so (laughs) I'm just going to go because it's fun. And I sometimes need somebody to, for me, and I sometimes will literally ask like, Hey, walk me through all the things that could happen here. Walk me through, (laughs) walk me through why this might not be a good idea. Um, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being just as on it as you can possibly be. How on it is your best friend when you ask for that? She is ready. Ready. <laughs> ready. She's like, oh, this can happen. This can happen. This can happen. This, 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 and this, and this. Did you think about this? And then what about this? What about in two years when this happened? And I'm like, man, mm-hmm. that's the thing. You better be ready for your, for the, for an answer when you ask a six, something like that. Cause they've got, they are, they have been there. They have, they are there and they have that list and they are ready. And they'll probably tell you a whole lot more than even what you were prepared for. Pre- ready, prepared. And so when I think about that, bringing that to the black experience, like 
yeah, like, let's think it through. Let's make a plan. Let's let's think it through and be thorough in that plan and um, be ready for anything. And again, we, we talk a lot about this with like activism and, and you know, changing the world and being on these boards of change and, and these committees and, and social groups. Sixes are great, right? Because they're going to they're going to be prepared. They're going to think about all of the ways that we can do this and all the ways that we need to be prepared for this thing that we're trying to work on yeah um and and they're charismatic and i and i mean that like um they are people that you they they know how to connect with people mm-hmm. but they're also people who are of good character mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. again they're going back to some of their just their values and being such loyal people who value security i mean they um, they're just, they're good people. And so yeah. they are, um, thoughtful and, um, intentional in many ways, mm-hmm. you know, they just really, um, they, they know how to, they know how to, they know how to connect. They know how to kind of reel you in. They know how to, they know how to connect with people in, um, again, cause security is important and, um, not being alone is so important to them. They know how to kind of nurture, um, those connections and those relationships, like, like you said, you know, a lot of, for a lot of them, they've had their friendships for decades, decades. So, um, so we need that. Yeah. I love, I love the idea of them being charismatic that I like. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. Like you said, they're good people. I like them. They're, they're, um, they're charismatic. They're people, people, they, um, I mean, they can be introverted. Don't, you know, don't, don't think that they're all mm-hmm. extroverted, um, but they are going to connect with you well. You're gonna you're gonna smile. You're gonna have a nice time talking mm-hmm. to them. They're good. They're good folks. Yeah. So, so, what are helpful ways for our sixes to grow with all mm-hmm. of this? I kind of got mm-hmm. stressed out. Oh yeah. Um, so, I mean this comes up we've talked about trust and um I love touching on this with my clients who are sixes I love reminding the sixes in my life of this um I mean really of all the types on the Enneagram Mm -hmm. um sixes are not in the gut triad right we said over and over there in the head triad um, but sixes be knowing and they can just be really out of touch with that because of all of the questioning and sometimes the fear and the anxiety. They can be really out of touch with how they know or their sense or in ways of knowing. And so this is I think for each type, you know, I just there's there's a there's a something about them that I just really gush over. I just melt about. And I think it's just so beautiful to witness. And that would be this for me for sixes is when they can trust themselves, when they can tap into and connect with those parts of themselves that do know. Because let's be honest, like we said, you'd have thought about it over and over. So you really, you do know. So like, um, give yourself that permission and honor the ways that you know. And, and so when sixes can trust themselves, um, when they can make it a priority to um, have that awareness and honor what they think versus um, other people and um, and really trust themselves. It's such a gift to the people you're in relationships with, your communities, your teams, your colleagues, your family, and to you because 
it can really help alleviate some of the worry and the anxiety when you can connect with the fact that you know, and that's always there, you know, it's always available to you is to connect with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Trusting yourself is always going to be the, the work of a six. Um, something I like to do with sixes is to say, um, how sure of you are you, how sure are you of that in a percentage? And what ends up happening is they're like, I'm 90% sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, go with that. That's it. That's it. And sometimes they'll get stuck on the 10% that they're not sure. And then they get stuck in the whole spinning and the questioning. And let me ask a bunch of people and let me, I don't know. And it's like, no, but 90% of you is sure. That is a big number. We're going to trust 90%. Like that is you trusting yourself. Bet on that, right? Bet on that 90%. Bet on yourself that you know the answer here. Um, and so that's yep. something with that a, a way for them to help trust themselves is how sure am mm-hmm. I, um, mm-hmm. and recognize that I'm actually, I actually do know, mm-hmm. um, with that, um, something that another intervention that's helpful for sixes is to actually like write down the things that they're worried about just in list form. Um, and then to tuck it away and then to go back a week later, two weeks later, a year later and look and see, okay, wow. A lot of that stuff didn't happen. Um, and so again, trusting themselves that like, Hey, I, I actually, um, I actually do know that I can handle it, or I do know that it wasn't as big of a deal or look, it didn't even happen. Um, and that was maybe that 10% that I was spinning on that I wrote down and it didn't happen. So trusting that that little bit that you're questioning might not even happen. Um, and so that's just a way to kind of start to like, good. put like stats and evidence, you know, leaning into that five side, like yep. Put evidence into it. Like, oh yeah, remember that time I thought that the person was going to poison me and look 10 <laughs> out of 10 times it didn't happen. So I got, I, you know what? I think I could actually, that's a pretty good rate of success. So I'm going to trust that it's not going to happen. Um, with another intervention, something that with a therapist, usually with a therapist, this is going to be most helpful. Um, so kind of doing like personifying the fear. Um, so actually making the fear a like person or a thing that you can actually start to like do some parts work. This is getting into um, Mm -hmm. really technical with therapy, but I'm getting into parts work around what is the purpose and the mission of the fear? What is the fear trying to do here? Mm -hmm. Um, And how can I maybe even talk back to the fear and say, Hey, thank you so much for keeping me safe. Thank you for all the times that you keep me on my toes and prepared, but right now I don't need you. And I'm actually going to trust that I'm 90% sure. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, and if I'm not right, I can actually use you to help me prepare for the next session, the next situation. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. So really doing some of that parts work with a therapist um, and actually personifying your fear um, and and talking back to it and saying, hey, I got this um, and thank you for helping me. And then um, the same thing with relating to the inner committee um, so again, almost making your inner committee and your committee, again, like a, um, a thing that you can actually talk with to be like, Hey, thank you so much for all of these opinions. Thank you for helping me to figure it out. But you know what, I'm going to go with this. And if I need you, I'll come back to you. Um, mm-hmm. and so really being able to relate to the purpose of the inner committee, what is it there for? What are they trying to do? And do I need it at this point? Um, and that maybe I don't need you right now. I love that. Mm-hmm. Really I good. Think- really good. I think also with the trusting yourself and all this stuff, like the personifying, personifying the fear, it would be, you know, sometimes we do this um, with our clients. All of us have probably all done it at some point as therapists where we will say, okay, well then we'll go down the what if train. Well, what if this happens? What if this happens? And we usually what ends up happening when you do that with a client is they get to a place. Well, well, 
then I'll be okay. Right. Like if, if I, an easy example would be, what if I fail this test? Okay. If I fail this test, then what happens? Okay. Mm -hmm. Then this, then what happens? Then this, and kind of problem solving for all of the, what is, and then usually they get to a place and, and you know what, then I'll be okay. It'll be okay. I'll figure it out. I'll study harder next time, or I will work hard, you know? And again, it loops back to your strength in yourself to say, oh, I actually have got this. Um, if the bad thing happens, I've actually got it. Um, and I can trust myself that I will be able to have it. Um, so I guess though, if someone was going to poison your food, I guess you can trust that you can call the ambulance <laughs> and you can trust that you've got insurance and you can trust that you're going to have people around you to come visit you and you're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, trust. Um, and it's, there's so much that is goodness and, and there's so much that's helpful about learning how to work with a lot of these parts of our human experience that you're describing, community of fear, anxiety, or worry, or inner committee. Um, what we can be used to doing is like really being frustrated with it and kind of judging ourselves for the fact mm-hmm. that it's there. And we find up trying to kind of like work against it, it, it or have these expectations that we need to try to get rid of it. But when we can learn how to work with it, that just helps so much with the tension and the yes. inner conflict. So those are really helpful tips, I think. I hope. Sure. Um, prioritizing balance can be really, really helpful for success. So doing things that make you feel grounded, um, and connected routines oftentimes are very, very helpful for success. Anything that feels like, uh, it's creating that structure or security, you know, that we keep going back to. Um, and then for our counterphobic sixes, just being aware of how anxiety and fear can show up for you. Like we said, it can look very different um, in comparison to a phobic six or just other ways fear can show up. So um, for counterphobic sixes, just knowing that, you know, realizing that at times you can puff up or maybe take up more space or be ready to um at times, honestly, I think it can look like impulse um, or because we're, you know, kind of acting off of instinct. Um, but, you know, when you can feel that energy, knowing that that there's quite possibly and probably some fear there and so much like Camille has been saying and kind of the theme of this episode is to learn how to be in tune with that and attune with that and take care of that. Mm. Um, because again, especially as a counterphobic six, six it can, it, you know, it can, it can, you're in a position for it to be free to be more out of touch with it. So I hope that's helpful. I think, I think so. I think, I think it is helpful. I've loved this conversation around, sixes and, 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 and again, what they bring to the table with that courage and preparedness and stability and loyalty. Good people. Mm -hmm. I'm glad we got to spend time talking about them today. Yeah, me too. Shout out to sixes. Shout out to sixes. Um, and both, yeah, both of us have very close sixes in our life. So, uh, individual thank yous to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Most definitely. I love that. Um, all right. So that's it for sixes. Next, we've got sevens. Woo. I feel you. Yes. Yes. I remember when, no you, when we were talking about threes, you said, I'm a little bit nervous. And now I, and I was like, why? 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 
And now I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, yeah put, put all your stuff on blast. It's a, it's a good time. All Welcome my stuff up. on blast. Yeah, it'll be, it will be fun. It will. Be. So we'll see y'all there. We'll see you Cheers. on the next episode. Bye. Bye-bye.